Thank you for listening to the Tail Chase Podcast. On this episode, me, Nick Mazzara, and my good friend Graham Scarborough talk about where the idea for Tail Chase came from and some directions we'd like to take the project. If you have any questions, please email us at thetailchaseguys at gmail.com and check out our website, tail-chase.com, for any future content. Thanks for listening and hope you enjoy. Listening to the first ever episode of the Tail Chase Podcast. My name is Nick Mazzara. And I'm Graham Scarborough. And we're sitting here in my wife's car after a day spent hawking with some uh, fellow Missouri Falconers. And we just wanted to go over a little bit about who we are and our background and what we hope to accomplish with Tail Chase. All right. Uh, well, do you want to go first or you want me to go first? <laughs> Giving us a little background history on on uh, our outdoors experience sure I, I can go first a um, little bit about me I have been doing falconry since I was a freshman in high school this is my 12th or 13th season I'd have to look back what year exactly I started um, I got into falconry because I read the book that a lot of falconers read that get them interested in it which is my side of the mountain decided that it was something that i really wanted to do and went from there followed the path that you need to do in order to get licensed found a sponsor which was your dad graham which is how we met yeah um and then i've been doing it ever since i did take a couple of year hiatus the last few years um focus more on family and put my wife through school and now I've got a red tail this year who's one of the better birds I've ever flown and really enjoying getting back into it this year yeah it's been a lot of fun getting to see her fly she's uh she's got it figured out she's got the game figured out for sure yeah she she's a very fun bird Likes to take high perches, is somewhat selective on the shots that she takes on rabbits, but uh, it's a lot of fun. I, I like a bird that doesn't just take shots that are not worth taking, you know, where there's no chance that they're going to catch it. And Right, sometimes they get a little eager or a little desperate and try to slam into some brush that they're not. there's no way they're going to make it through. Right. But she seems to be pretty pretty um picky about which time she's going to go all the way to the ground and give up the advantage of of being up in a perch where mm-hmm. she can see uh the quarry as it's running away right um and i i do a lot of other kinds of hunting too which is something that we're going to talk about within tail chase it's not just going to be a project about falconry it's going to be about all the types of hunting that we do i do a lot of bow hunting some predator hunting um, i even do a, a bit of rifle hunting uh, got had the privilege of going out west and taking a mule deer with my rifle last year which is pretty awesome and i i came from a family that had some hunters in it my grandpa hunted 
and my uncles hunted, but we moved around so much when I was a, a kid and growing up that I never really got to get involved in it until we moved to Maryville and we had a piece of property that was at our disposal. And at that point in time, you know, all of the family that I had that hunted lived nine hours away. Yeah. So if it was something that I wanted to do, it was something I was going to have to do on my own. And to figure it out for mm-hmm. yourself. Yeah. And I remember... That's a hard hurdle to jump through for a for a beginning hunter. Yeah. You know, because it's such a... In this day and age, it's such a foreign world out there in nature, you know? <laughs> Especially if you have been living in the city most of your life. Mm-hmm. Which, up until that point, I had spent the, the majority of the time... We moved around a lot, but most places that we lived were in the city. And, you know, I've had uh, an interest in it, and so I would get Field and Stream and Outdoor Life magazines and read through there and made a lot of silly mistakes, you know, of things that I thought would work that definitely didn't. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we, we got pellet rifles whenever we were younger, and we would shoot sparrows with them. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of my introduction to it a little bit, was getting to go out, pursue something, even if it wasn't uh, something that I was going to kill or eat. You know, we definitely killed them. But I think that that served to pique my interest enough to find out the ways to do it the right way, mm-hmm. you know, which is, I think don't kill something unless you have a use for it whether that be for its pelt or to feed your bird or to eat it yourself yeah yeah i think that's definitely a uh, a good way to approach it um you know i actually i think we should backtrack a little bit where does the name tail chase come from <laughs> so tail chase obviously is the name of our little project that we have going on here that will be will consist of podcasts uh, some video production as well as blog posts on our website tail-chase.com mm-hmm. and the name tail chase comes from a couple different things so it's kind of a a culmination it's of, not what you think it's <laughs> it's not tail as in reference to women no um so tail obviously fish have tails and me and graham are both avid fishermen yeah tail chase as in white tail deer mm-hmm. you know or chasing tail it's kind of a term that gets floated around a little bit of, of guys that like to hunt deer also women (laughs) but that's not our intention with it no and then uh, a tail chase in falconry is when a bird is pursuing typically you would use this in reference to winged quarry yeah quarry being what they're the, the prey that they're chasing right and meaning that they're behind the prey animal trying to close the gap Mm-hmm. Flying until they're able to catch it, or the they put prey it into is, cover. Put it into cover. It gets yeah. away. Whatever right uh, happens, but it's the the act of a bird of prey pursuing a winged quarry from behind. 
Yep. You could also maybe say the same about furred game that if the bird is, you know, following like a rabbit running through the the weeds, uh, the, or... the weeds or the understory or out in the field, yeah. that they were tail chasing it right. from behind. Right. So thought it was an apt name for our project as we're both falconers, mm-hmm. both avid fishermen, mm-hmm. and both like to do a lot of different types of hunting here. So that's why our uh, our logo is a uh, falcon on top, and it's kind of swooping or diving, and then um, on the and it's facing to the left, and then on the bottom we have kind of a yin yang thing going on with the trout facing the other direction, and with its head at the falcon's tail, and the falcon's head at the fish's tail, and uh, and so there you go, tail chase locked in a tail chase. Yep. So that's uh that's where that comes from. So what how did you get started in hunting? In hunting, just like you, I I got a BB gun uh when I was a little kid and started out shooting milk jugs with it and then progressed to sparrows and, <laughs> and rabbits and such and um the uh rabbits uh for the most part would go um to feed my dad's uh, hawks or falcons at the time because um, uh, well I, I didn't I don't really eat rabbit all that often but it's great hawk food and um, so I got started with that and then I uh, when I was maybe 10 I went whitetail hunting with a rifle for the first time got buck fever shot a tiny little 7 point buck and before I even knew what that meant, ran around bragging about shooting a seven-point buck <laughs> um, during the youth season, and I was just, you know, thrilled about it. And, I mean, I should have been. Like, that's it's an exciting it's a big thing. Deal. Um, so I uh, shot my first white-tailed deer, was hooked on that, started turkey hunting. Um, a elder gentleman in my, um, in the small town where I lived was kind enough to take me out turkey hunting introduced me to that I was hooked and then I also just grew up around falconry I mean there's pictures of me running around in diapers um with a a falcon in the yard or a hawk in the yard and um so I grew up around that picked it up towards the end of high school um and ever since then it's just gotten worse (laughs) it just it it dictates all the choices that i make um if it doesn't dictate it definitely it it carries a lot of weight in what i'm gonna do with my life and and how i'm gonna proceed and um so i yeah it's uh, now i'm into falcons i i like prairie falcons they're my favorite um, and I, in the future, want to be known as the prairie chicken, prairie falcon man, guru, whatever you want to call it. I want to be that dude. And if I could uh, capture that journey on film uh, or in written form or in now that we have this long-form media of podcasts in spoken form, I would love to be able to um, 
document that, record that, and then go back and and look at it in the future, look back at it and reflect on it and enjoy it a second time or you know many times after that. And if you guys um, enjoy hearing about it and hearing about our exploits, then by all means, please listen, and we will we will provide the content. And so. that's that's kind of where we're coming from at Tail Chase, is we get to do and see a lot of really cool things in what we do in hunting and falconry and fishing, and we've had a lot of really cool experiences together and separate mm-hmm. and we want to share those with people mm-hmm. and our passion for the outdoors mm-hmm. and the the best way that i know to do that is through podcasts and video and and uh, even some written pieces yeah i mean you know like if you can't be enjoying it yourself right now what's the next best thing Mm. Seeing it, hearing about it, talking about it. Right. And as well That's as, the next best thing. As well as offering tips and guidance and sharing the information that we've learned, not that we're experts in any facet of the imagination, but we have learned a few things. And mm-hmm. I like learning new things myself from other people and being open-minded. And I think that we have some things to offer in that regard and share some of the things that have been passed on to us from other people and right and hopefully you know we can have guests on who will share their experiences and we can bounce things off one another and uh and it'll be a win-win for everybody absolutely absolutely sharing of information and i have a family now i've got a a three-year-old son and it's important to me that if uh well, we'll put it this way. Both me and Graham's dads are getting older. And mm-hmm. Graham's dad is, has been doing falcon, falconry since... Uh, since he was like 14 yeah. or 15. So that's uh, 45 years-ish. Yeah. And <laughs> by the time that we both really got into falconry, I got into it a few years before Graham did, he was kind of done with it. Mm-hmm. He still flies, right. but not with the same passion that he talks about. And, I mean, definitely did have back in the day. Mm-hmm. And so we're kind of like... got into his blood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's funny because the first time I ever met your dad, uh-huh. I went to his house and I was, you know, approaching him about being my sponsor and he was willing to do so. He's like, yeah, falconry is a lot of fun, but you want to try something that's really fun and a real thrill bow hunting that's where it's at <laughs> yeah. which is about the last thing you want to hear whenever you're trying to get, get started in, yeah into get started into one of the most difficult things that you can say or get one of the most difficult things that you can be a part of and i you know we're left wondering mm-hmm. what were they like back then oh and, yeah and my grandpa just passed away and he was a big bird hunter which mm-hmm. is something that i've dabbled in and I really would have loved to have seen what he was like in his prime when Mm -hmm. he was out there, you know, and really doing it. Because by the time that I got involved in it, he wasn't even physically able to go out and do that anymore. And I don't want that to be uh, how my son looks back at things. If if this is something that he's interested in, I want to be able to document Mm -hmm. 
the things I'm doing and who I am and be able to share that with him mm-hmm. whenever he's my age and, and interested or if, if he ever is. Yeah. And if he's not, great. You know, mm-hmm. I hope that somebody can get some enjoyment out of it because I sure love the things that we do. And mm-hmm. I, I think that uh, a lot of people would find the things that we get into and the situations that we run into uh, entertaining. Yeah. Yeah, I I certainly think so. I the situation with my dad, I mean, we share a lot of the same passions. I mean, we're we're kind of like best buddies. I mean, we we hunt together, we fly birds together, we uh do bird banding together. We do a lot of stuff in the outdoors together. Um but my dad was a crazy man when he was young. I mean, he did not let anything get in the way of his falconry when he was a young man. I mean, that was, at the time, that was his motivation for going to college. He was he wanted to be a mailman so he could get off at 3 p.m. every day just to go fly his birds. And then a friend of his said, you know what, why don't you go to college and become a dentist? And then you can make enough money and you can set your own hours and you'll be able to fly your birds. And he said... Okay, deal. And so he, that's what he did. And, um, I mean, he was able to fly birds all the way through college, through um, dental school. And I don't even know how he was able to pull that off, (laughs) Uh, being in the middle of dental school and still able to fly birds. But he was able to. Um, But the thing is, is I think that me and my dad would have been best friends when we were, when he was, if young Dave could meet Graham now, we would be, we'd probably be really bad for each other, actually. (laughs) It'd be a lot like you and me now, talking each other into doing things that, yeah, you know, we should be, you know, being responsible, being being responsible and, yeah, uh, back at home, but productive adults, but instead we're out trapping birds or, yeah, wetting a line or whatever. Yeah. So, um, yes, I would like to, if I have kids, and I know Nick with uh, his son, who's now three, um, it would be awesome to be able to be like, if your kid was ever like, what were you like when you were my age, Dad? You could be like, well, son, (laughs) I have video, and you can meet 26-year-old Nick. Mm-hmm. He's right here. This is what he was like. And uh, so we're going to do that, and hopefully it's um, entertaining for you guys now and entertaining for our kids in the future. Oh, so We appreciate you listening. Uh, I would ask that you follow us on Facebook at Tail Chase Productions and on Instagram. If you have any questions about falconry, bow hunting, any kind of hunting, fishing related subjects, or about what we have going on here, please email us at the, uh, right, what's our email address? The tailchaseguys at gmail.com. That's right. And uh, if you'd like to be a guest on our podcast, please let us know. Or if you have any suggestions for us on people that you'd like to hear on our podcast, we'd love to hear that too. Absolutely. So thanks for listening. Signing off. Happy hawking.